G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And uh, Dr. John Warlow uh, is the father of Dan Warlow, who is a well-known Christian kid singer that we've had on our radio station a number of times. So before we talk a bit about his psychiatry practice, I want to ask him a bit about his son. Did you always think that your son was going to be a famous Christian music kids megastar uh, I, I really didn't think that and it's only in the latter years as he's gone on and I really uh, respect him for leaving some of the other things behind and taking the risk and the steps yeah. to actually get into ch- kids uh, Christian music and also Sarah his wife just for encouraging that and their three lovely daughters as well yeah, yeah that's so good <laughs> and he is so funny Dan he rang me up the other day and he goes hello Matthew Reginald Archibald Prater how are you and I'm like uh, Dan, uh, how are you, buddy? <laughs> uh, and he's so talented with his music and his songwriting. Um, are you musical as well? Did, did he get it from you? Look, um, I sing in the shower and I uh, <laughs> sing to myself occasionally. Some of some of the family come and listen on my, on my guitar, but he he's just outstanding and mm-hmm. uh, he he did really well with music with some help from from his mum. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, g'day, Dan. I'm sure he's listening. Uh, now, let's uh, have a, a look at the topic for today. We're talking about God-centered transformation. Before we get into that topic, uh, for those who don't know the difference between a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, or you know all those different names... Just unpack that a bit about what is a Christian psychiatrist? Okay, so all of those people, we're, we're all into change, mainly mental uh, health change. I guess uh, where I'm involved, I really like talking about holistic change, which involves change of not just our so- social life, but also our, our thinking, uh, and also um, even deeper than that in our hearts, but and even deeper than that. Than that, in terms of who we are in God's holistic change, as basically I, as a psychiatrist, I do a lot of counselling, but also provide medication. Uh, psychologists, psychotherapists—they're—they're—they're they're, they're predominantly doing the counselling or the psychotherapy, as as we call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And tell us a bit about this book, Holy Coping, for the everyday person that you co-authored. Tell us a bit about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Holy Coping. I, I co-authored with Peter Stebbins, a, a colleague of mine, a great, great guy, a psychologist, and it basically provides a really helpful way of uh, looking at. Me- uh, Cognitive change is what we call it, cognitive therapy in an everyday language. And it's a way of helping people to change their thinking in terms of what's going on. And that's very much in line with the Bible is is renew your thoughts and whatever is good and yeah. uh, positive. Think on those things. Mm. Great the, the Bible talks about the mind. Mm. Yeah, That is awesome. And I know you've been uh, running a local church small group for a number of years uh, using uh, you know, these techniques that you've got. And you've got a, a deep Christian faith and you believe that uh, your passion is for Christian wholeness and taking the whole gospel 
So the whole person, just unpack that for us. Well, it's, it's a big one, that one, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I guess the whole gospel is really referring to the whole person. I think there is absolutely the, prior, the priority of our spiritual change, of big, moving from what we call sin uh, to, to God-centeredness. Mm. And I think that, that's primary. But then it's not just spiritual change. It's also, hey, how are we going in our social life? It's how are we going in our thought life and what, what we're doing is, is changing in those ways. And I think, and also even in our material life, and it's just great seeing a lot of uh, Christian organizations that will be coming up to Christmas who are really thinking about food packages and stuff like that. Mm. Hillsong, where I go to, they just do, do massive amounts of chuck, chucking food at people, which is just really encouraging, as do many other churches. So it's a, it's a view of the whole person. And God made the whole person. I think the whole gospel refers to actually looking at the whole person but I, I think primarily looking at, um, yeah, a salvation and uh, becoming mm. more like Christ. Mm. That is wonderful. And, you know, I've, I've been a senior pastor for 14 years now, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm constantly talking to people and they're sharing stuff with me, you know, and I'm, but I'm not a professional counselor, you know, so I'm always referring people. You know, I'll pray with someone, I'll share a bit of scriptural advice with them, you know, but I, I explain to them I'm not, I'm not a trained Counselor, you know, I'm, I'm just a pastor. You know, I, I, I often joke about it. I'm just a pastor. But I, I'm always referring people. And you know what? Some people, they have a wall that comes up and they go, no, I don't want to go and, and tell some of my problems because I'm scared or I'm worried, or you know. But uh, I think it's so important. Like I, I remember my wife and I many years ago early in our marriage went to a Christian marriage counselor for uh, six months. It was the best thing we did to lay a foundation, to talk to someone, you know, um, just speak to those people listening right now that have a fear of going to talk to someone about their stuff. Absolutely. And I go myself to see a psychologist roughly mm. once a quarter just to keep myself accountable at, mm. that, at that level. And I think sometimes when we do become defended against things, then it's really important to actually look at, hey, what are we trying to hide? Because mm. basically psychologists, psychiatrists should be making it safe enough mm. that we can go as far as we want but no further. And indeed, I think that's what we teach in our church, in our small group. Hey, share what you want, but don't go further than that. Mm. And by the way, Matt, we re- I refer to churches. You refer to psych- psychiatrists <laughs> and psychologists. I reckon the church is the not only just the worshiping community in the world, but it's the, it is indeed the hope of the world, and mm. it's the healing body of the world, much more than psychiatrists and psychologists. And I think uh, that's something which we in Living Wholeness really try and uh, push uh, is is the the growth and the functionality of the church to become more and more like who we're meant to be, mm. the body of Jesus. What a healing community! Mm, absolutely. Well, our guest today is Dr. John Warlow. He's uh, the author of a book called Living Wholeness, which is an introduction to the framework for professional counsellors, and he's co-authored Holy Coping for the Everyday Person. Uh, the website is drjohnwarlow.com if you'd like to look him up. And today we're looking at the topic of God-centered transformation. Uh, Let's just unpack that a little bit, John. What is God-centered transformation? I think I'd put it this way that with this question is what difference is God making in your life? 
And I know for myself, when I really face that ruthless question, that I sometimes have to go, mm, zero to 10, not quite sure exactly. And um, so, and it's just being able to be real about where we are at in terms of becoming more like Jesus, allowing the Holy Spirit to come and influence us. And having that connection, that connection with a God who actually loves us. I mean, it's crazy. The first commandment is love the Lord your God. I mean, what sort of God is this who basically the first thing he wants is a love relationship? So I think God-centered transformation is receiving more of that love of God, is actually becoming more like Jesus and becoming more filled with the Spirit uh, in our everyday, ordinary life. And that can be so challenging. And how do we then deal with our failures and our fallings uh, so that we can actually walk that journey with firmer step and become more like Jesus as we do? Dr. John, you don't just minister to Christians. You also have unchurched people that you uh, counsel. Tell us a bit about the difference, uh, you know, when you when someone comes in and they say, oh, I don't have a faith, how do you handle that as opposed to someone who is a Christian? Yeah, so when, when a patient comes in and I ask them the screening question, hey, is, is faith relevant to you or not, or has it been? Uh, then I take their lead, and if it hasn't been, and then I, I, I let that go. Mm. Whereas if it has been relevant to them in whatever way, then I, I follow them with that because spirituality is such a large part of, of people in Australia. It's a, it's a massive part. Mm. Most people in Australia are actually spiritual mm. in a postmodern way, mm. but that can be so close to actually just putting words of Jesus like, hey, you, you can be born again, you can become totally transformed in, in your inner being. Mm. Um, and yeah. Well, I should just mention it. You know, if there are people listening now that are unchurched and don't have a faith and they'd like to talk uh, with Dr. John today just about counseling and and you know the psychiatry and the work that he does you're welcome to call through this isn't just for christians today you know anyone can call through 1-800-316-316 and i should just mention too you are happy to pray for people today as well if they want some prayer for anything matt i'm really happy to pray and Mm. i'm i'm a man who's on my journey towards becoming more like jesus i walk on my knees Mm -hmm. Uh, i know what it's like to fail as a christian so anyone out there who's struggling who's saying hey look my marriage, my family's just not going well. I, I put on my face when I go to church and people think it's all fine. But actually, deep down, I, I just feel at times that maybe I don't match up with who I'm meant to be. Mm, wow. Well, now's the time to call 1-800-316-316. Now, Dr. John, you're heading over to Nepal shortly. Uh, some people pronounce it Nepal. Uh, and you, you're actually training pastors. Tell us a bit about what's the message that you're bringing. The message which we bring is based on the Christian wholeness framework. And so it is absolutely Christian. It's about God-centered transformation. And it's going to be such a privilege to be able to be going there to Nepal. That's the English way of (laughs) of putting it, rather than Nepal. (laughs) And to be going over there to be... uh, training pastors in this Christian uh, approach, which is holistic. Mm. It's not just spiritual. It looks at the whole person, teaching them about the whole person. So it's Christian, it's holistic, and it's a framework which provides 
a language for change, a picture language, a very simple picture language for change, which we can all use. Mm, absolutely awesome. Well, if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. We've got uh, two lines available right now. Maybe you'd like to have a chat with Dr. John Warlow. Maybe you'd like some prayer, uh, some advice. Call through now, 1-800-316-316. And we've got Emma from Port Ferry. How are you? Emma, are you there? I think I can hear it in the background. Emma's one of our regulars who likes to call up for a chat. And I'm all right. How are you, Hey, Matt? good to hear from you, Emma. Yes. How can we help you today? How can we help you today, sweetie? Um, yes. Um, I'm all right, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. I've got Dr. John Warlow with me today. He's a, a Christian psychiatrist and a counsellor. Is there anything yes. in particular that you'd like to chat with him about? I'm very good, thanks. I can hear your radio in the background. You, you probably should turn your radio down because there's a bit of an eight-second delay, I think. So maybe turn, uh, yes, it is. Yeah, maybe turn your radio down. And, uh, oh, sorry. I like listening to the wireless with... When you want it, that's all. <laughs> that's good, Emma. Now, have you got have you got something in particular you'd like to chat with Dr. John about? Uh, yes, I have. Um, Go for it, Emma. Um, how are you doing, Emma? Father great, Jack? yeah, Emma. Great to hear for you. Uh, keen to uh, listen to you. Yeah. Um, yes, I have got a a question. I've got kids, right, and the kids. Oh, God, my children was was baptized and went through their holy communion at the church, right? That's right. Okay. And um, my kids don't believe in the Lord anymore. Uh huh. And that's that's uh, really really makes me sad. I get that, uh, uh, Emma, and it's such an important thing for us as parents, isn't it, to know that our yes. kids are following the Lord. That's such a central part of our yes. life. Back to you. So I decided to talk to see what what can I do. And I've got a son, Robbie, and he's at Peter Street. And my son and my daughter. I've got uh, about six children. I've got six. And um, there's my son, Robbie, and there's my daughter, Sarah. She's got a couple kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she won't uh, let me see them or look after them anymore, but that exactly hurts. And, my, and, and I want to know is how can I go towards Robbie and ask him to come to church with me? That's such a good question, Emma. And let me just say a couple of things. Obviously, you'll be praying for them and uh, getting others to pray for them firstly. Secondly is just try and connect with them. Just connect with them. And there's the book which we have, which is called The Cure for Life. The C stands for connect. Okay. Just have, try and have fun with them if you can. And then the U stands for understanding. Um, is to actually understand what it's like for them before we respond. Uh, my son, Daniel, who Matt was talking about 
talks about don't do the ruse, R-U-C-E, because often we respond first before we actually understand and connect. And we might even be asking them to come to church before we, we've actually got a really good connection and understanding. So what I'd be saying for you, Emma, is just try and pray, keep up that connection which you'll have with the kids and understand from their point of view, even if you disagree, what's going on for them? What do they think of church? And just stay with that without even asking them to church at this stage. How, I'm not sure how that sounds to you, Emma. Oh, that's all right. And also is... Remember what I said to you before, I've got kids. My kid is in Canberra and, and Brisbane and, uh, and anyway, from there. I had a phone call ages ago from my son, David. He's got a beautiful little boy and I wasn't allowed to see him. My son, David, uh, threatened me over the phone and everything. And, um, and he said, I'm not... He's mum, and I haven't been a good mum to him. Every time when he rings up, he wanted me to say that, so I thought I'd do is say it to him, but uh, but that wasn't true, so I thought I'd do is get him off my back. So got my son, David, and my son, Jason, and Helen and Jennifer don't like me anymore. they got kids, and... So, Emma, that's really hard stuff there, and uh, and I think that we, particularly in the family, when we have disconnections, when we have disconnections, that can be really challenging. And I just pray for you, Emma, that at this time that you can go to the one who can connect with us in our disconnections, just as you are with all that pain and hurt which you carry. Hey, Emma, thanks so much for ringing. Thank you. Thanks, Emma. Thank God you bless. Very much. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye. And we've got uh, Chanel from Geraldton in WA. How are you? Hi, thanks. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. How can we help? Hi. All right. So um, I just wanted to speak to John about my son. Um, now, he's he's eight years old, <clears throat> and um, we've, we've been having quite a lot of issues, I'd say, over the years. He's a really intelligent little boy. He's really lovely, and um, I feel that he's so blessed by God. Um, you know, with things he sees and dreams and, you know, just the way he talks about God. He's really, really knowledgeable in a sense of understanding the Bible and uh, things like that. But um, as a mom and a dad, I feel we both have been really uh, struggling spiritually with him in a sense that he um, he's always angry, always upset, um, sometimes doesn't want to go to school, but... He doesn't really give us um, <clears throat> the reasons for it. So I guess what I'm asking is um, some advice on how do I go about um, helping my son with this anxiety. And I can almost say a little bit of depression as well. We feel like we're doing everything right as a mom and dad, but um, sometimes we fail. But we've been trying everything, and we just don't know where to turn to. Do we take him? To see someone, um, which is a path I really am opposed to going through, I, I just want to trust in God to help him and to overcome fear, which is a great big thing for him, is fear as well. So I'm sorry, it's, it's, uh, what I'm asking is what can I do for him? How can I help him? Because I've tried 
so many things. Chanel, that's such a good question. And yeah, I have five kids and thankfully they're older than eight uh, now. The youngest is now 22, I think. <laughs> and you're lovely hearing about your son who's got, uh, who's got that faith in God, um, who's bright uh, kid, but at times uh, he does not experience that love, joy and peace. Uh, there is that anger, there is that stress and there is that sadness which he carries. And it sounds that you've got a good connection with him but you don't fully understand him and let me say to you Chanel this God never made us to do it alone God never made us to do it alone and that comes out in the whole thing of Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 about the body of Christ in Ephesians 4 as well and in Romans 12 and um, yeah God is the, our source but he never meant us to do it alone and as a Christian psychiatrist I really encourage you to to allow people to get around um, your, your, your son. And that would, in the first place, be going to the GP. And you may have done that already. Your GP can actually then do a mental health care plan to a psychologist. Now, while it'd be great if there's a Christian psychologist around, that does not actually have to be essential. It doesn't have to be essential. Get a psychologist involved because that psychologist can help you and your husband understand, go from connecting to understanding. That's all part of the what we call the cure. Connect and understand so that you can be part of that cure for um for for your 8 year old now when you've gone to the psychologist lots of psychologists will be sympathetic to to your faith and it's it's against their laws uh, the psychologist psychiatrist laws to push you in ways you don't want to go. So if they're starting to put stuff onto you which you're not comfortable with, it's really important for you to be in charge of that and to say to the psychologist, hey, we're not comfortable with that, thanks, we're followers of, of Jesus. But the psychologist can still um, help you. Get, get the cure book. It, it's a bit more than bedtime reading uh, from here at Vision Radio. That will actually give you some ideas of walking the steps with your son. But he, he needs to have people around him, which would include, um, you know, people like Scripture Union, if he can, although maybe they start a bit bit older, but the, the, the church, young people's group and so on, which I'm sure he's in already, and chat with the young pastor, youth pastor leaders and so on, what they think of him, because having people around him will really make a difference. Thanks, Chanel. Oh, thank you so much, John. That was really helpful. I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you. Thanks, Chanel. God bless. Lindy, are you there? Hello, yes, I am. How can we help you today? Oh, I just heard Chanel speaking with John uh, about her eight-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, he's now 14, but we had a similar issue. Um, so I just thought I'd call in. He, he had a beautiful idea of Jesus and a lovely faith at age five, six years old. But he just was very angry and always very anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, generally a happy kid. And it was sort of mostly happening at home, and then suddenly it sort of started happening at Sunday school and at school, just being disrespectful and angry and and not pleasant. Yeah. So the school ended up suggesting to we tried everything at home. We tried time out, withholding privileges, all the things you would normally try speaking with him. The school suggested going to see a counsellor. Um, so we spoke, I spoke with some friends who were counsellors and um, psychologists. Who had, and they suggested going outside the family because we'd tried everything within the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. 
Um, I only tried the one counsellor. She wasn't Christian, but unfortunately she kept speaking the word angry over our son and I wasn't happy with that. Mm. So what we did was I borrowed all the books on emotions, the year one, year two, because it was about year one, year two books from the library at the school, very simple books, and we went through happy, sad, jealous, um, lonely, all the emotions with him um, and discussed them with him. And if issues came up, we would go back to the book. There are only like two lines per page and lots of pictures, as you would imagine. Um, but the counsellor did have some good advice as well. She said, make sure you're doing some fun stuff with him so when you need to discipline him, which happened often, there's a balance. Mm -hmm. So we played cards around the dinner table at night, the snap, or you know, because that was his level. Yep. Um, and we also read lots of Bible readings to him saying how God said we need to discipline our children um, so he understood why I'm doing it because he, he understood the Jesus thing. Mm -hmm. um, I was praying regularly for Satan to get out of his life and uh, we also started reading Proverbs and doing devotions so each night we would just read some Proverbs just for wisdom. Anyway, um, he wrote me a letter at age 12 thanking me for persevering with him. That is beautiful, isn't it? Dr. John, what are your thoughts? Actually, sorry, the last thing you Oh, oh yeah, one more. Yep. Focus on the family a lot. That got me through. Oh, yeah. Focus on the family. Best program around. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> Lindy, hey, Dr. John here. Thank you so much. And um, it's great that you were able to see some of the good things which that counsellor spoke about. And um, you, you mentioned that you've been to one. Sometimes it can, one counsellor, sometimes it can take two or three goes to get the counsellor who re, you really feel comfortable with. Um, also, just really be aware of the difference of just facing the reality because obviously your, your child, you mentioned, did have some anger problems where on, on the one hand, the psychologist might be actually uh, talking about the anger problems but not talking into your child's life because it's really important that we do face things. And actually the, our anger or anxiety uh, which, which a child had can be w windows, in fact, in, into our heart. Just yeah. so good about, uh, you know, that biblical stuff you're doing. And, but getting a range of people to help you. And it could be good to actually try even another counsellor. As your 14-year-old as your boy goes into teenage, it can be a really rough time. And having what we call a pyramid of support around them, a group of people who are ideally are God-centered people, uh, can be really helpful. And uh, great work you're doing with, with your son there, Lindy. The other thing, we, we had Sunday school happening and we did Kids Club. Mm -hmm. So we had some great leadership and other kids around him. So good uh, involving the church there, Lindy. He was and didn't want to go to Kids Club, but I had to go with him, <laughs> uh, which was fine. It's all worked out now. But also the other thing we talked with him about was thankfulness, to try and get a mind shift happening in his mind, um, to be thankful, because if you're thankful, hopefully that will fill your mind and the negative things sort of get crowded out of it. Thankfulness is so important then. It in, in some ways fits in as well with your, the way you're being positive um, with him, what the, what the counsellor suggested. Thankfulness is just something to keep us looking up, isn't it, and mm. uh, to keep us God-centred. Brilliant stuff, Lindy. Yeah, a minister at our church gave a sermon and he said, Joseph was there, our son was there, but he said he was saying it from a kid's point of view, which was great. It was a child's talk. You know, there's... Um, there's a monster and a wolf in your brain and there's God. So if the wolf is the naughty things and you keep doing those things, they will um, crowd out Jesus and God and they will get squished. But if you're doing the good things like thankfulness and praying and all those good things, well, Jesus will 
grow, grow in your brain and crowd out the wolf. Wow. It was beautiful. really kind of cool, and I've never forgotten. I've told a few people the same thing. <laughs> so I used to say to Joseph, let's be thankful. Every single person, his teachers, his hockey coaches, his kids' club, he had to go and thank every single person that did something for him, and I made sure he did every time we went. Great. He does it on his own now, but I had to make sure he did it. Great analogy. Hey, thanks so much for your call, Lindy. So I really hope that helps Chanel, and she's listening. <laughs> God bless. Thanks. Bye. And if you'd like to call through... Phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. And I can recommend the idea of a thankfulness journal. My little girl um, was struggling with some things a while back and she got into the habit of every night writing down a thankfulness journal of a few things that she was thankful to God for and it really helped to change her perspective. You know, the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your hearts, enter his courts with praise. It's a great way uh, to change your perspective, uh, being thankful. So good. And uh, we've got... uh, uh, Mel from Brisbane. How are you, Mel? G'day. Have you got a question or a comment? Yes. Um, Dr. John, uh, domestic violence is a terrible plight on our community and has gone from generation to generation. So um, I'm just um, uh, asking for prayer for all of those across our country um, who've been affected by domestic violence. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Mel. And it's such an evil thing that uh, domestic violence, where uh, uh, women are are put down in a physical way, and uh, absolutely. And uh, I reckon Matt would be a good one to pray for this one. Absolutely, let's pray, Heavenly Father. We just want to lift up uh, everyone listening right now, and anyone that is struggling with that area of domestic violence in their relationships, anyone that's been abused or under attack in that area, Lord. We just pray. Lord, for healing and breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for uh, you to expose the evil deeds of darkness and to shine your light in the midst of those circumstances. We pray, Lord, for protection for those that have been under attack or abused, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, for a change of heart for the abusers, Lord God, that they will soften their hearts and show love and grace and mercy. And uh, we pray, Lord God, for healing for all those involved and we pray lord that there will be a decrease of domestic violence in our nation that there'll be a shift in this nation back to you lord god and that we will see it impacting marriages relationships all around this nation we thank you for this miracle in jesus name amen amen thank you so much for your call oh she's gone either that or she's reversing a truck (laughs) okay uh we've also uh got calls coming through 1-800-316-316 we've got erica from the gold coast how are you erica Yes, hello. How can we help? Um, I'm inquiring about Dr. Wallow. You mentioned um, to to go to the GP and ask for a mental health claim, health plan, which I've done, and I was sent. I was sent. Actually, I'm glad I researched him first. One who's into hypnosis, then another one who's into um, heebie-jeebie, wholeness, and look, I don't mind the word wholeness, but another one that was off. How do I find a Christian one on the Gold Coast, please? Um, good one. There is a website uh, to do called uh, the uh, Christian Counseling Association of Australia, CCAA. That might be able to help. And uh, fading that uh, is uh, just word of mouth from people in your church. Um, and then fading that is actually uh, after you've done your search, which obviously you have, is actually going there and just, uh, just asking the, the psychologist, the counselor straight up. 
um, uh, is, uh, you know, what, what, are, what is your approach uh, to, to counseling? And I think you'll find that there are some Christian counselors down there on the Gold Coast, and um, I'm aware of them. They're just the places don't come to mind at the moment. So do, do some more research, and it's great to have someone in your life who can help you in that way. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. God bless. Thank you, Eric. And if you'd like to join the conversation, call now 1-800-316-316. Dr. John Warlow is our guest in the studio. He's the author of the books The Cure for Life, Part 1 and 2. One is about God-centered transformations. The other is about God-centered relationships. And maybe you've got a question or a comment. You can either call now on 1-800-316-316. We've got a ten, another 10 minutes to take calls. So call now, 1-800-316-316. Or you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Maybe you want to ask a question there. You can check out the uh, Facebook live video we've got there as well. Now, before we go to uh, more calls, John, uh, this month we're having 31 days of prayer and fasting for rain, repentance and renewal. And every shift on our station, we're asking people to pray for our nation, for the drought to break and for revival in our nation. Uh, well, sorry, re- rain, repentance and renewal are the, the three things. Are you able to lead us in a prayer for our nation? Let's do it. Thank you so Let's much. Let's do it. Uh, Father, we bring Australia before you uh, in the context of this massive drought And we pray that as we uh, come to our knees in the context of just the uh, harshness of this Mm. drought, uh, that we would be uh, on our knees before you. Uh, Thank you that we can keep on coming back to you and uh, just receive that love and that grace. And we pray that uh, indeed that in a miraculous way that you would be sending rain in in Jesus' name. But more than that, uh, as well as that, that you would be causing us to have repentant hearts which can soften our hard hearts, mm. uh, that the reign of your Holy Spirit, that the word of, uh, of yours might actually uh, take root in our lives and bring renewal in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you'd like to join the conversation, call now 1-800-316-316. Hello, this is Vision. Who's this? Oh, um. Uh, Anne, this, this is Anne. Hi, Anne. How can uh, we help you today? Oh, well, uh, I I know of a gentleman, elderly gentleman, who has been blind for four years. Mm-hmm. And he's a Christian, but he is suffering. And I just wonder if where does help come from for him? He has people who take him for walks or shopping, uh, but... Um, no one, uh, the local church wasn't very interested, mm-hmm. and so he's he's just desperate and and really suffering a lot of anxiety. Mm. Yeah. Hey, look, thanks, Anne, for for that. And uh, in my view, blindness and stuff. God never created that; should never have been. And but this, we live in a fallen world, and thankfully, when we do get to heaven, then tears and blindness will all go. And yeah, I think I heard you saying that the church wasn't really mm. helpful, which is just such a tragedy, isn't it? And because we, the church, are meant to be the body of Christ, and to get around people such as him, and whether that's actually even, um, I'm sure you would have checked out websites for the blind and and also non no, no. non uh, uh, no, government um, groups. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, he doesn't. Even his his children don't 
understand, you know. It'd be nice if they took him a, a home-cooked meal, but they don't think of that. Mm. Yeah, and it's yeah. tragic, isn't it? Um, and when the family of God and also when the, 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 our own families uh, c- cannot do those things, and that, where, that can cause its own injury because with that for this friend of yours, he will be feeling disconnected. He will be feeling not understood, which will add to the pain of that blindness. And I think for you, Anne, as you uh, pray for him, as you connect with him, as you walk those steps, of connecting and understanding that will be just a, as you do that that will be such a huge response uh, in, in his life and allow you to engage other help that's the connect and understand so that you can respond and engage other help the cure for life in such a hard situation thanks for ringing in yes thank you and and just you. so I, just so we know what town is he in um, the mountains the blue mountains the blue mountains okay well and I'm sure uh, there would be some churches there that could help. Yes, but, but the trouble is, uh, he's disorientated when he dry, when he is driven. Oh, very I see. Far. Yep. Yep. So mm. he doesn't want to drive very far because he just mm. uh, he's disoriented. Yeah, so, I'd encourage you to look yes. into some other churches as well because if if there was one church that wasn't available, yes. I don't know what the reasons why, but I'm mm. sure you know there would be some churches that might have someone that could reach out and help out. So. Yes. I, I think there's I think there's a lot of ignorance yeah. about blindness. There and is what, and and how you can relate to people who are mm. blind. Absolutely. Mm. Hey, thanks so much for your call. We're praying for uh, for the Lord to uh, raise up people to help out in that situation, hey? Thank you. God yes. bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. And if you'd like to call through, you can call on 1-800-316-316. Hey, Paul, how are you? Hello. Um, I'm good, thank you. How can we help? Um, I was just listening to your show and I was quite enjoying it. Um, but something I sort of picked up was um, when uh, the lady, I think it was the lady said about uh, um, um, physical violence and so on, um, um, you said something and you started off with um, physical violence with women. Um, yep. And um, from a male's point of view, um, I feel that uh, a lot of um, uh, like mainstream media and that are focusing on um, women and it's becoming something that we subconsciously um, don't think about when we say. Um, but I feel from male's point of view, I've had a lot of friends that have had um, um, violence from um, women that have been male yeah. and mental and physical. Yeah. And then because the focus is all in that area on women, um, they feel like they can't talk about it um, because it's not about them or they're supposed to be a manly man but mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, you know, you're just supposed to, you know, take it and deal with it rather than feeling uh, open and being able to talk about it. Um, um, so I, I guess I'm not um, um, criticising anything. I was just saying it would be good... Um, for um, when people are talking, that yeah. you know, try and include male and and females. Um, Good women. point. 
What are your thoughts on that, Dr. John? Hey, Paul, thank you so much. And I think it's a very valid point. uh, And I hear that. And while it's predominantly men are the abusers of women, it absolutely also goes the other way. And uh, to to be able to have a safe place where men can also talk about it is so important. And ideally for that to happen in the church context as well, where that is allowed for. Uh, Fantastic point, Paul. Mm. Thank you so much for your call, mate. Well, thank you very much, and uh, um, all the best with um, with the future of everything. Thank you, mate. Have a good one. God bless. Okay, see ya. Hello, this is Vision. Who's this? Hello, and uh, talk to me, John. Yes, how are you? yes, how are you, mate? <laughs> good, thanks. <laughs> um, look, I've got a daughter. She's early twenties. Uh, she's been diagnosed. She's under professional care for anxiety, depression, bipolar, and eating disorder. And she's going through the eating disorder situation again where her weight's probably what we would consider ideal for her, but she still feels that she needs to lose more weight. And even though uh, myself and my wife, you know, try and uh, explain to her that she's at a really good weight and she doesn't need to lose any more, she seems to want to dismiss our advice. And I'm just trying to find out how I could encourage her that, you know, her weight is okay. Yeah, good one, uh, John. Eating disorders are just really hard to manage. And uh, for, as a parent there, if you can just what we call walk the steps, just connect with her as best you can, try and understand her. People with eating disorders, they they it's like they have, uh, you know, those mirrors you, you go and see, which are, are curved mirrors, and uh, they make you look like incredibly fat or whatever. It's like the, uh, people with eating disorders have those mirrors, those curved mirrors inside their brain and and often very little can uh, budge them from that. The fact that your daughter still has that means that there still is the eating disorder there and fantastic that you're accessing professional help and keep on going. Connect and understand with a be the the dad and get other people involved to to be the counsellors and so on. Okay, then. Yeah, it's just really hard when you're... Really hard, really and, hard, John. John. And, yeah, you know, you'd like to sort of, you know... Yeah, she, she just doesn't want to sort of um, accept your own advice. And yeah. Try and tend to, you know, listen to other people, but it's, yeah. Yeah, in a way, if, if I could suggest just tone down the advice bit and just be the dad bit, which is the connecting understanding at 21, so that she can come to you uh, 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 when, when, when she needs to. Got to enjoy. Thanks for that. Thanks for your call, mate. God bless. Thank you. Bye. And if you'd like to connect with Dr. John Warlow, we do have uh, a Facebook live video at facebook.com forward slash vision radio, and we'll put a link there to Dr. John's website. And don't forget, those books are available at Vision Christian Store, The Cure for Life, about God-centered transformations and God-centered relationships. Uh, You can go to visionstore.org.au and you'll find those books from Dr. John Warlow there. Well, it's been great to finally meet you. I know you've been on with Neil, you've been on with Robbo. You finally scraped the bottom of the barrel and you've been on with me now. And uh, I can see uh, such a resemblance with with your son, Dan, the the, uh, Christian kid singer. It's uh, great to have you in, mate. Yeah, I feel famous being uh, Dan's dad, so that's great. And, and Matt, it's just been such fun with you today. Thanks so much. Thanks. And I, I just, I was just saying off air too that uh, I've watched this TV show called Frasier before. He's a an American uh, Christ, uh, American psychiatrist, and he goes on the radio and says, "Hi, I'm Dr. Fraser Crane. I'm listening." He's got this deep voice. 
you sound so much like him, but you've got the British accent, you know. Yeah. And then I said, is that a compliment or not? I'm not <laughs> no, too sure. No, it is a compliment. It is <laughs> a compliment. <laughs> Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, God bless. Matt. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.